This is Andy Thomas from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we discover what it means to be a wholehearted man. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Malfunction. Need input. Input. All right, right. You got it. Okay. Is he laughing? Yeah. It's really true. Spontaneous emotional response. I am alive, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now... As heaven touches earth, as heaven touches earth, as heaven touches earth. When heaven touches earth today on the Christian Car Guys show, it's a little different because I can't hear in my headphones, but that's okay. I hope you can hear me. Yeah, there's a 10-second delay in what I'm hearing, so it's a little bit of a challenge. (laughs) I guess I'm going to turn my headphones off so I don't hear that. And we'll just go on, let the show go on, Bill. It's all we can do. So when heaven touches earth, we need input today on the Christian Car Guy show. So as you listen to that intro, uh, number five is alive, you know, due to many malfunctions, which actually we have today. It's kind of funny when you think about it, Bill. Well, hearing you twice is a little disconcerting. Yeah, (laughs) it was. It was. We definitely have had some malfunctions. So we need input. And it would be nice sometimes to hear, you know, so I'm a little concerned if somebody were to call in today because I can't hear anything through the headphones. But anyway, um, you heard in the intro the movie Short Circuit, and and that was from the 1980s. And, and you might even remember, it was just an dr- amazing movie, right? And, and you think about when you're alive, you need input. And, and I don't know if you're like me in the morning when you wake up, like until you get that certain thing from God, you feel like you, you just missed out. And yeah, <laughs> now I'm looking for something from God where I need some input. And then we heard Jason Gray with every act of love, right? You bring the kingdom come. So today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Zaddy. And that letter, if you were to look at it, it looks kind of like a neck in its own way because it holds your head up. And it has to do with righteousness. And this is a really neat thing. I heard it on um, King to Pursuits last week. Um, I had a guest on who was describing Hebrew to me, and he was talking about the blessing, right? When you get a blessing from the Father, his hand was on your head, right? And the idea 
of that hand, as you push your head up into his hand, you're being conformed into the image of his son. Right? Interesting. Interesting. And so what does your neck do? It, it pushes your head, right, up into that hand, right, in search of righteousness so you can get right with, with the Father. I mean, it's really a, an interesting idea. And so that idea of the zaddy would be the neck. So as, as you might imagine, we're talking about the Song of Solomon so many times here in the Christian Car Guy Show. And this is going to all come together for you here in a minute with the Jesus Labor Love and stuff we do on the Christian Car Guy Show. But it is a... a from this little passage here where it says thy belly is like a heap of wheat surrounded by lilies and thy neck is an ivory tower. I'm not sure if I'm holding my wife and looking in her eyes and, and quoting this love, love poem to her that she'd get it like I'd want her to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but there's the idea, right? That, that if you're, if your stomach here is, I'm going to give you the short Reader's Digest version of their belly of wheat. If you hunger, right, your stomach is the center of your hungers. And your loins are the center of your procreation hungers, right? And so that idea for hungering for a harvest is, is, the, is the thing. When, when you think about children, they were your harvest. When you think about um, being together with everybody in heaven that we can possibly assemble there, you, you hunger for the harvest. Now, the question is, how do you keep all those hungers under control? And interestingly, they're fenced in by lilies. And if you look at that word fenced in Hebrew, it's almost like a barbed wire fence of lilies. Now, what does that exactly mean? Well, the idea of lilies is this idea of praise. Right, Lilies is almost laughing, joyful praise in the Lord. So there it is that you are so excited about being with God that it's, it fences in everything else, okay? Well, how come the deer aren't in the fence? Well, we're, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So, and, and then there's this idea of the ivory tower, right, which is actually ivory has to do with your teeth, and neck has to do with the pulpit, okay? So it's a pulpit for your teeth, which, which what do they do? They chew on the word of God, and because of that, they're white as milk, and white is the operating idea behind all of the Song of Solomon. If you see how many references there are to white, it's unbelievable. But so the idea is actually, as you push up in, right, with your neck, that and, to, and, and you get these words, right, it becomes more and more, into the image of God, it gets more white, and it gets you what the harvest that you're looking for. Now, what is this? Actually, we'll just make it clear as an example, okay? So unfortunately, really unfortunately, I had a dear, dear friend for many years. In fact, long before I knew God, I met Vic Hill. And Vic Hill was, at one point in time, you might remember, our lead volunteer for the Jesus Labor Love. And Unfortunately, he went to be with the Lord eight years ago. And uh, yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it, Bill? Yes. Yeah. And he was replaced by Scott Barton. But anyway, Vic had introduced me to my wife, Tammy. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. He actually set up the blind date. And so he was a dear, dear friend. Well, when Vic went to be with the Lord, I, every single week, talked to his widow, Edith, and we're good, good, good friends. And, And... we share life together in so many different ways. Well, Wednesday morning at 6.30, I got that call you never want to get from a friend, and she was crying hysterically because she had just lost her son, 
Greg, her oldest son. He was only 56. He had COVID last December, got really, really sick. And uh, you guys are really going to have to let me know when the when I'm getting going out because I have no feedback to. Okay. <laughs> so I'm watching you to show me when I go out. I, I hate to stop the story right there, but I just got, I'm looking at the time and going, this clock's wrong and I got to know, you know. So my friend is, is, is she is hysterically upset at the loss of her son like you would imagine and so tammy and i get in the car and we drive to lillington north carolina where she was at the hospital still with the body of her son and her son had been brought into the hospital by her girl by his girlfriend who as you might imagine was unbelievably distraught so while they were all still in there actually with the body um uh her brother came out, Edith's brother, Joe, came out, and we were praying together for Edith and for, for Mary, the lady who the, that, that would had been with, with uh, Greg. And as we were praying, 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 we, uh, you know, she apparently came out, but we didn't know that. And my wife had only ever, she'd, I don't know that she'd ever seen Mary. I knew of Mary slightly from Vic's funeral. So we looked up this, this lady sitting across from us, and she says, thank you for praying for me. Right? And... and you know, I could immediately see that it was Mary and that she was really, really distraught. So I went over there, kind of put my arm around her, and she said, would you pray with me? And she said this. She said, because when you spoke at Vic's funeral, your words really touched my heart. You see, and at, the, at that moment, when, when that's heaven touching earth, right? That, that here's this unbelievable moment of loss, right? There's a death of this dear son, and in her case, you know, her boyfriend, and she actually had been with him when he passed away, that you're in this situation where, like, oh, my goodness, heaven is touching earth. And so with that, as we push up into God, there's these amazing little pieces of light that come through that you get to shine you get to reflect jesus almost like a glass like a window and so how are you a window for somebody to see jesus that you touch their heart in a time when they were really really needing that and then see in doing so you get to be in the ivory tower so we're going to talk about that today on the christian car guy show and due to the fact that i don't know exactly when the bump's coming up we're going to be right back with your calls 866-348-7884 Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. As heaven touches earth, as heaven touches earth. Oh, 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 oh. We bring the kingdom come. Oh, 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 oh. Every act of love, Jesus, help us carry
and heaven touches touches earth today. We need input. <laughs> when heaven touches earth, we need input. We still got a little bit of technical problems. So just to give you a little update, uh, Truth Network has been totally redoing our studios, and in the meantime, sometimes things get switched, and so somehow or another, we switch something that is causing a bit of issue. But we still want you to call in with when heaven touched earth. For you, when somebody or something, God came through loud and clear so that you actually could feel the hand of the Father on your head, pushing up into him with your neck to be made into the image of his son. When did you experience that? 866-348-7884. And if you really think about it, Bill, well, let me mention a couple other things I need to get done. One is, because I'm all out of whack, but I'll get in whack eventually. So... So you're wacky this morning. I am, because you know we're going to fall back tomorrow. Yeah. And we may, for those of us in North Carolina, it may be the last time we ever fall back, or it may not be. But nonetheless, we know we are falling back, so we don't want you to be so early for church yet tomorrow, because you get a chance to sleep in a bit. We lose that hour. But also, coming up in the last segment of today's show, so you got to call in quick and get in your stories. At 866-348-7884. In the last segment, we got Christian Carguy Theater. and We got Buick Bayens is going to be making his appearance, which is very cool. And we also have a very new star of Hopeful, because now that Faithful's gone, as you might remember in the book, Pilgrim's Progress, in our case, Plymouth Horizon Hopeful will make his debut with one line <laughs> in Christian Carguy Theater that's coming up in the last segment. Okay, getting back to... When heaven touches earth, Bill, and, and and this idea of right of pushing up into the blessing, I don't know if you ever thought about there are essentially four elements that they talk about in physics, right? That you got earth, water, fire, and air, right? Well, what actually touches earth is water touches earth with rain, and light touches earth, right, and wind touches earth those three things actually touch the fourth in a, in a really neat sort of way i don't know if you ever thought about that but when you think of, of light where is that that that's essentially you know in our case with the earth it's the sun but in the in the spiritual sense right you, you have it's this a different sense, sun yeah and then the wind you can kind of see that that's the holy spirit and rain is clearly the word of god i mean it just is in so many different ways it's living water so absolutely beautiful. And so when you get a chance to actually be touched by God, by that which is supernatural, it, it makes an impact. And so as I was telling about my friend um, and, and being a chance to pray with her that at that moment when heaven touches earth, right? When somebody dies, all of a sudden, you know, the odds are different. I don't know how to put it. Things become more important your faith is is a great deal and, and they say it's better to be in a house of mourning than a house of feasting and i don't know how much you've experienced that but time and again i've seen how families get closer i've seen the opposite too but yes well you know but yeah it th things become like whoa my priorities just got switched like you know what wasn't such a high priority a little while ago now all of a sudden becomes a huge priority right because i saw edith's other son come and when they embraced it was a lot more intense embrace than they probably had in a long long time and and, and as i said you know in, in a way when you sit back and look at it you could see 
as um, Greg's son came, Carter, which we can be praying for Greg and Edith and, and Mary and all these people that lost him, but I could see this son and, and the way he loved on his grandmother and the way she loved on him. And, and you can see real love, right? You can see real caring in action. You can see all these things because in this moment, right, heaven touches earth. How does that work out in your life? When did you see that? 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So, right, as, as you hunger for that kind of love, right? That's a real harvest right there, Bill. I mean, when you see it, I mean, that's, that's, that's really people loving each other. And, and when you hunger for that kind of love, right, you're, you're so caught up in what God's doing, you're fenced in by lilies, right? You, you, this isn't the time where, you know, you're, you're all of a sudden thinking, man, I need to go eat a bunch of donuts. I mean, it doesn't happen, right? It's the, you know, you're fenced in by lilies here. How does that exactly work? And we're going to try our headphones again just real quick. So in case we get a call. All right. So the, the delay is just only about a half a second. All right. So we're getting there. <laughs> it's an interesting challenge. But we need your calls. We would love to hear them, even if they're delayed a bit in our ears. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So, Bill, you've had... A little time to think about this now. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on the deers. I always get stuck on the deers in this love poem. Really? Uh, yeah. They seem to be outside the lilies, though. And I, I hadn't ever considered the lilies. I always skipped over because it sort of made it sound like my wife's stomach was hairy. And, uh, yeah. This is not the love, love song that I would write to my, my personal wife, but... Uh, I enjoy the fact that we're supposed to greatly appreciate our wives. Well, let me speak to the deer for you for a second, okay? It's a young roe. Uh-huh. Well, interestingly that you bring that up. You know that the word roe in Hebrew begins with the letter that we're talking about today. It begins with that letter Zadik. And I don't know if you think about how well it, a deer holds its head up. I mean, and and with those horns on his head, right, It's it's reaching to heaven unlike you know, many other animals, and you think about how righteous, uh, you know, they don't put that on the front of a, a, you know, the insurance agencies have that deer head because it looks right. It looks righteous because its head is standing up. It's pushing into the father, right? This is not a snake. <laughs> and I would point out that a snake's head, if you think about it, it's right there in the dirt. Yeah? Unless it's cobra. And then it's a little different. <laughs> so we got we'll be right back with a whole lot more Christian Car Guy. We need your calls, 866-348-7884. You're listening to the Truth Network and Truthnetwork.com. As heaven touches earth, as heaven touches When heaven 
touches earth today on the Christian Car Guys show. So we are <laughs> experiencing still a little bit of this, but we would love for your call that when you touched <clears throat> heaven, so to speak, it's, it's a really, really neat thing. And I don't know if you ever saw the movie, um, the did you see it? Short circuit where the where that robot was going need input, right? <clears throat> and I don't you know. We talked about it at the beginning that that wow, you know, if you could imagine my friend that if she lost her son, what does she need? She she desperately needs input. Like I don't understand what, how this happened, why it happened, whatever. And the only the only way that that real comfort's coming is for heaven to touch earth, right? To, to get that sense that God is is coming for you and, and giving you the input that, that you desperately, desperately need. And, and it, like I said, when you're in a house of mourning, then all of a sudden the input's so much more critical to you know what you're feeling, how you're experiencing it. And, and, and all that becomes extremely important, right? A lot more important <laughs> than some of the stuff you thought you were facing today. And so, you know, I... I See the, the the idea of the ivory tower here, and I don't know if you ever heard the story, Bill, but I, I think it, it speaks to the idea really, really well that there was this, and as I recall, and I read the story years and years ago about this um, Chinese or maybe he was Japanese, but I think it was Chinese man that was put in prison for sharing a Christ. And he was totally mistreated, beaten, you can you name it. He was mistreated. And one of the things that they had him do was they had, as you might imagine, this horrible latrine system, unbelievably horrible latrine system in this, in this Chinese jail. And just the stench would be unbelievable. But they had his job every day was to clean this out of all the different prison systems that they could put him in. That was his job. But the way the story was told is that you never met a happier man in your life. That this man here, <laughs> he sang and was full of joy and everybody looked at him, couldn't believe it because here he had the worst possible job you could ever imagine, was totally mistreated, beaten and all that. But what, what had happened, you see, was he was in the ivory tower. And, and when you get that idea of the ivory tower, uh, if you go Google it, you'll see that, that the, what what the world thinks the ivory tower is, they're, they're quote Victor Hugo, who was a wonderful Christian. I know where he got it, but they said he came up with the idea. Well, he didn't come up with the idea. It's right here in the Song of Solomon, okay? <laughs> it didn't come up in the 1800s. It came up when Solomon wrote this book. But they said that somebody who lives in an ivory tower is too good to get their hands dirty. Well, the opposite is actually true. When you think about it, here's this guy, talk about getting your hands dirty. I mean, he couldn't be getting his hands more dirty than, than he was there cleaning little drains, right? But he who seeks to lose his life will gain it, right? He who, who, who seeks to get his life, you know, those people that were torturing him were actually the ones that were living in the ivory town, you know, that whole idea that they were losing their life while he was gaining it. And, and it's, a, it's a fascinating thing that as we push up towards righteousness, right, and we, and we get encircled by these lilies of praise, as this man clearly did, then he ended up actually, he was the one that people saw the, on the ivory tower, right? He was the guy that you looked up to and you saw that smile, right? And, and, and actually, Bill, if you go back to the very beginning of the Song of Solomon, it says, right, that your cheeks 
are comely with rows and your neck with chains. Well, that that cheeks with with rows, that means you're smiling so big you got dimples. And your neck has got chains because it's it's looking up, man. It's an ivory tower. So, yeah, Bill. There's a story where Jesus is before the most powerful people. He's got the lawyers and the chief priests there, and he's talking about the law that the Romans said that any Roman citizen could make a Jew put down their belongings, no matter what they were, and carry the belongings of a Roman for a mile. And Jesus was listening to this, and he says, not only should you do this, you should do it in a good spirit. You should do it with a good attitude. And then after that first mile, you should carry it a second mile. And I thought, why in the world would you do that? And it dawned on me, that first mile, you're a slave, and they're snickering at you. But that second mile, you're giving them a gift, and they don't understand why. That second mile, they're interested in what you've got to say about God and Jesus. That second mile, you've got their attention. A good attitude goes a long way in the way you deal with your life and the way you interact with other people. It's an ivory tower. And we have Ann Alt with us, so we get to try phone. (laughs) Hello, Ann. How are you? Hearing my echo back, you are having problems there, aren't you? (laughs) Are you there? I am here. Oh, and I am here. Sorry for the echo. Which is so amazing. It's not echoing anymore. So all is well. I, and I'll be very brief. And, and uh, I, I, um, I mean, what an amazing, uh, an amazing, you know, theme today. And, of course, uh, I have, and through my 78 and a half years, I have, <laughs> you know, I have experienced, you know, death taking friends and so on. And the sweet sorrow sometimes of it. But um, as you know, when my older brother, who was just just the joy of my life in so many ways, and I admired him in so many ways, he was a Marine and then and then one of the good guys in FBI. And but he more than anything, he knew Jesus, and it was because God spoke to me <clears throat> when I um, just many decades ago when I was going to go back to Hollywood and be famous. <laughs> But he he spoke to me to stay where I was as we helped our parents move across country. And um, so that was the only time I heard the audible voice, really, of God. And it was because my brother and I had a chance to talk and walk, and he gave his life to the Lord. And so when he went through his fading to glory, which is how I look at it, you know, his, his season of you know, fading to glory to be with the Lord. Um, it was the most remarkable season, Robbie. You know, as oh, you know, I know. I, oh, I know you know. Your dad, your mom. It's like, but it's a sweet sorrow. It really is. And and Rich had this Lewy body dementia disease because of his time in Saigon as a Marine. And but he was a brilliant guy. You know, PhD in criminal mind, which helped him understand me <laughs> but anyway <laughs> he was so wonderful and 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 i would talk to him his wife you know called all the time and and we talked on the phone and his brain was affected you know especially the last days of his life but and even though so much of the time he has these rabbit trails and of course i have those too but even though words 
made no sense at times. I'd follow him on his rabbit trails, but he knew Jesus, Robbie, and he right. was saved, and it was a sweet sorrow. Heaven so, came down and glory filled my soul. I know, I know all our listeners are wondering the same thing I am, which is when you heard the audible voice of God, what did you actually hear? Well, the irony of it is, I don't <clears throat> remember the exact words, but I know he told me to stay. I, my, I had been with my mother a couple of weeks, you know, and I was living in Hollywood at the time. And that was, as I said, decades and decades ago. And my both my parents are in heaven now, but um, when they moved to Albuquerque. Uh, but the thing is, I, I was just sort of waking up, and it was a voice, and it basically told me to basically stay. If that was if that was the bottom line, and I knew it was a heavenly voice. And as far as I was concerned, I felt it was the voice of God. I don't know how that all works. And since then, I've had marvelous experiences with the Lord as I've given Him as I gave Him my life in New York City in 1974. And you know, heaven comes down and glory fills our soul. I oh, love wow. this, this whole season. You know, heaven touching earth and a window to heaven. And um, but the, that is the one time when I I was sure, and and so that when Rich and Daddy <clears throat> arrived with the do- with more stuff for the move and the dogs and so on, you know, Rich and I just had some marvelous times in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of walking and talking about the Lord. You and know, my he- my mom had a word that was. That got my soul. I've never forgotten it. And on times like like this, she said, yeah, "The older I get, the more my treasure is in heaven." Yeah, and that's that's just that's, just. Well, we got Christian Car Guy Theater coming up in the last segment. Thank you, Anne, so much for calling. Uh, we will uh, get to your calls next week, and and uh, right now, stay tuned for an exciting adventure at Christian Car Guy Theater. And we're so grateful that you listened today. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's episode... Plymouth Progress, Episode 32. Now Jimmy saw in his dream that Plymouth Valiant did not go forth alone from Vanity Fair because there was one whose name was Plymouth Horizon Hopeful who chose to come with Plymouth Valiant and Hopeful was given that name as he had watched how Christian and faithful in their words and in their deeds had conducted themselves with such honor in such a sinful place. Therefore, Plymouth Horizon Hopeful chose to accompany Valiant and enter into a brotherly covenant, telling Valiant that he would be his companion. Thus, one died, the beloved faithful died, to bear testimony to the truth, and another rises out of his ashes to be a companion with Valiant in his Plymouthage. This Horizon Hopeful also told Valiant that there were many more of the sedans in the fair that would take their time and follow after. So Jimmy saw in his dream that shortly after Valiant and Hopeful had left the fair, the two of them quickly overtook one that was driving before them, whose name was Buick Byams. What country are you from, sir? And how far will you be going this way? I come from a town of fair speech, 
And I'm going to the Celestial City. From Fair Speech? Huh. Is there any good that lives there? Yes. I hope. Pray, sir, what may I call you? I am a stranger to you, and you to me. If you be going this way, I shall be glad of your company. If not, I must be content. This town of Fair Speech I have heard of, and as I remember, they say it is a wealthy place. Yes, I will assure you that it is. And I have many rich kindred there. Pray, who are your kindred there? If a man may be so bold as to ask you that. Almost the whole town. And in particular, my lord Tornado Turnabout. My lord Tesla Time Server. My lord Fairlane Fair Speech from whose ancestors that town first took its name. Also, Mr. Saab Smoothman, Mr. Falcon facing both ways, Mr. Acura Anything, and the parson of our parish, Reverend Triton Tutons. He was my mother's own brother, by my father's side. And to tell you the truth, I am become a gentle sedan of good quality. Yet my grandfather was but a waterman looking one way and rowing another. And I got most of my estate by the same occupation. Are you married, Sedan? Yes. And my wife is a very virtuous Sedamsel. The daughter of a virtuous Sedamsel. She was my Lady Ferrari Faming's daughter. Therefore, she came of a very honorable family and is arrived to such a pitch of breeding that she knows how to carry it to all how to act cordially and respectably to all, whether to a prince or a peasant. It is true we somewhat differ in religion from those of the stricter sort, yet but in two small points. First, we never strive against wind and tide. Secondly, we are always most zealous when religion goes about in his silver slippers. We love to walk with him in the street, if the sun is shining and the people are applauding him. At that last comment of Buick Byam's, Valiant slowed down a little in order to quietly comment to his companion, Horizon Hopeful. Hmm, it runs in my mind that this is one Buick Byam's of the town of Fair Speech. If it is he, then we have in our company one of the most deceitful rogues who ever lived in this part of the country. Ask him. I do not think he should be ashamed of his name. Sir, you talk as if you knew something more than most people in the world. And if I'm not mistaken, I would guess that your name is Mr. Buick by Ends of Fair Speech. This is not my name. But indeed, it is an insulting nickname that is given to me by some who do not care for me. And I must be content to bear it as a reproach, as other good men have borne theirs before me. But did you never give an occasion to men to call you by this name? Never! The worst thing I ever did to invite such a name was to have the good luck to jump in and ride the tide of the times, profiting thereby. Yes, I had the good luck to make a profit. A lot of money. Only because I was simply skilled at knowing which way the winds of change were blowing. It was a gift to know these things. If this is my crime, then I will count it a blessing. But I will not let the malicious load me up with reproach with unreasonable condemnation. Just as I thought, indeed, that you were the sedan that I had heard of. And to tell you the truth, I fear your nickname belongs to you more properly than you would like us to think. Well, I can't help it if this is what you think. But you shall find me to be good company 
if you will still allow me to be your associate and travel with you. If you will go with us, you must go against wind and tide, which I believe is against your principles. And you must also stand by religion in his rags, as well as when he is in his silver slippers, and stand by him too when bound in irons, as well as when he driveth down the streets with applause. You must not impose your faith on me. Let me have my views and let me go with you. Not a bit further. Unless you will do as I have just proposed, even as we do. I shall never desert my old principles, since they are harmless and profitable. If I may not go with you, I must do as I did before you drove up next to me. Even go by myself. Until someone overtakes me that will be glad of my company. Tune in next time for the next exciting adventure in the Plymouth Progress. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh-huh, Randy. I think that my ends has to do with the ends justify the mean. Breaking news. Due to heavy storms, all the rivers in Egypt are flooding. The citizens of Cairo are still in denial. And that would be a good lesson for Mr. Buick Byans. Randy, he needs to deny himself and take up his cross and follow Jesus. For whoever denies his life will gain it. <laughs> I'm not saying he's lazy, but Byans' mom told me that when he gets married, she won't be losing a son. She'll be gaining a couch. You know, Daddy, there's a saying by Benjamin Franklin when, when he said, Trouble knocked at the door, but hearing laughter hurried away. <laughs> well, I changed it to Buick knocked at the door, but hearing truth hurried away. That's by Randy Radiator. <laughs> Yours truly, Daddy. <laughs> well, Daddy, here's something I heard that makes good sense. Never, under any circumstance, take a sleeping pill and a laxative at the same time. Oh, my daddy. That's all I got. Say goodbye, daddy. <laughs> See you later, radiator. When heaven touches earth, right? <laughs> when that light comes down, and that's so much what happens with Christian Car Guy Theater. With the acts of love we get from all this wonderful cast and crew, and we're just to start off, we got Robert Sloan, who played the part of Buick Buy-Ins, just a wonderful talent out of South Carolina. And Jesse Cordy is valiant, you know, such an amazing, I wish I could give him the, the recorder's Grammy or something for the tremendous job he always does. And then we had our very own Christian Snyder here with the Truth Network that played the p- part of Hopeful. And our good friend and tremendous comedian, he's actually with Babylon B now doing all sorts of stuff on YouTube, Brian Habicht. And just just a good, good friend and an amazing guy. And you think about it, this is their chance to bring light to all of us through their gifts and, and their talents. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention my good friend Ann Alt, who always takes our scripts and looks them over and gets them to the actors and coordinates us in so many different ways. Even though you didn't hear her voice in today's episode, which we miss, uh, she is always behind the scenes, both in, in all her work and in her prayers. And, and so... You know, as I think about this amazing idea of when heaven touches earth, that whatever it is that that God lit up in your life, that you needed input, and then he showed up, and wow, how did that work out in your life? Well, you know, tomorrow morning, I know I'm going to wake up, I'm going to need input. (laughs) Malfunction. (laughs) I always feel like that when I wake up. Malfunction, need input. (laughs) Lord, I pray that we would all, right, that we would all come to you tomorrow morning for input, maybe even right this minute, 
Because, Lord, with every act of love, you bring the kingdom into our hearts. Would you light it up in Jesus' name? Amen. This is the Truth Network.